Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of How Not to Date, the podcast where I use my ridiculous dating experiences to help you navigate the modern day dating scene. My name is Erica, and I'm coming to you from the TalkShoe podcast recording studio inside Stacked Market in downtown Toronto. So I just want to start out by quickly saying how much I appreciate all of the positive feedback that I received on my first episode. Honestly, when I put it out there, I had no idea if anyone would even listen to it, but the response has been amazing and I appreciate everyone who's reached out to tell me that they enjoyed listening to it. And as such, I'm going to keep making new episodes and sharing my dating wisdom with you. So for the episode today, I wanted to mix things up a little bit and get a male perspective on the show. So with me, I have my friend Jacob. Hello, Jacob. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> So Jacob and I have been friends for about five years now. We were figuring this out on the way over here. And it's actually a pretty funny story of how we met. Do you want to tell the story or should I? Sure. It's, to which uh, one? <laughs> you will? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So loosely, it follows that uh, you were rear-ended in a car accident. And I worked at a body shop that fixed your car. Then I fixed your car. And I sounded like a total dummy on the phone which isn't surprising i tend to ramble a lot. basically he started leaving me a voicemail and then got distracted and it ended up being like five minutes long so it was like a minute and 30 second long voicemail that should have been hi your car's ready come pick it up bye and it ended up being obnoxiously long and at the end he, he goes this is jacob by the way did i say that i'm like yes you did say that several times yeah and then you picked up your car most of the time after someone picks up their car from a body shop, it concludes that I'm never going to see that person again, hopefully, because they won't <laughs> be in another car accident because that would be awful. And that's what I assumed. And then immediately, like three days later, I saw you at the LA Fitness around the corner. And, and then, I was like, hey, you were that guy that left that really long message for me. How's yeah. it going? And it's been three days and I'm wearing the same sweater. He was wearing the exact ago, same thing. He was. And I think I always... did I comment on it? Yeah, of course you did. I, of course, yeah. Only you would ever be... <laughs> upfront enough to be like hey that's the same sweater you're wearing three days ago and the immediate shame i felt after that of oh damn it this is the same sweater as three days ago it's a warm sweater it was like march so i have my defenses and we're still friends so the the sweater that you repeatedly wore it didn't hurt you too badly yeah in terms of our friendship yeah Okay, so Jacob, like I did with Shreya on my last episode, I want to start out this one by asking you where you are currently at with dating. I've been dating my current girlfriend for just over two years, two years in October. Congratulations. So. Thank you. And how did you guys meet? So we were in a similar friend group at the time, 
and I had met her a couple times before that. Um, she claims uh, she had never met me before, but that's a lie. <laughs> um, and we were at like two or three functions because we were in our early 20s or house parties and we were at the same ones. And then it just kind of became that we both were single at the same time. And I knew she was on Tinder because a friend of mine said it. So I just kind of swiped left until I found her, which is a really aggressive way of doing it, which worked in my favor because then it was funny. And then it just moved from there and been two years. And yeah, things are awesome. That's good. So it's almost a dating app success story. Yeah. Partially. Well, yeah, which on Tinder is a bit of the exception since that app can be a bit of a black hole of morality. Yes. Yes. uh, While, as I'm sure it'll come up later, uh, a complete lack of. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask what your experience was like with dating apps before you guys met. So a friend of mine recommended, oh, you should download Tinder. It's a lot of fun. You can't see it, but I just grimaced. Oh, he did. Visibly. Mm-hmm. And I did. And um, hit and miss. I know I've told you a few of my misses. Interest- yeah. Let's call them <laughs> that. Yeah, that's good. The hard misses. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on it for a bit on and off for a few years. And then I, I was getting really tired of it as it didn't really fulfill kind of what I was looking for. And then luckily enough, I managed to stumble upon the lovely girl I'm dating right now and it's worked out yeah and I got to leave that behind oh lucky you yeah lucky me we so <laughs> we've talked about your stories many times so. you and your girlfriend have no just me and you oh me and you yes we have but she knows about them because I've told her too so it's fine you get home and you're like oh my god guess what happened to Erica <laughs> a little bit Uh, yes. So, okay. That leads us into the topic that Jacob and I have chosen for today, which is how to actually have meaningful and engaging conversations on dating apps that will hopefully lead to you actually meeting up with the person in real life. So on dating apps, we're presented with an endless supply of matches, but so few of them actually end up making it past the first few messages in my experience. And yes, and the majority of the conversations that take place are usually very brief Mm -hmm. and very dull, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word. And it's usually the same small talk over and over and over again. And then the percentage of people that you actually end up meeting up with in real life is incredibly low. And a lot of people just feel like these dating apps are a waste of time. Would you agree with this assessment? In a lot of cases, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also on Bumble for a while, since why not, Um, (laughs) right? I found that conversations, uh, most of the time, from what I've heard from you with uh, guys starting conversation, it could be a little bit dull mm-hmm. um, and kind of rely on the, hey, what's up? Or here's a really bad opening line instead of one that's kind of interesting and able to spark a conversation. Mm-hmm. Or a really explicit opening line that just terrifies anybody on the be. Terrified is something that I have felt more than once after receiving an opening line. Yeah, we were talking about this last night too. And I was saying to Jacob that all the ones that stick out in my mind, I can't repeat on this podcast because they're too offensive. Yeah. I remember you telling me about this one particular time. This was a few years ago. You matched with somebody on Tinder and then, you know, you switched to texting quickly because Tinder drains your battery Mm -hmm. on top of everything else because it is just a (laughs) battery draining and life draining app. I remember you were talking to him and it was like um, almost immediately 
he said, it's like, I just had the most awful experience. And then I asked what, you know, being a concerned friend, I was like, oh my God, what was that? I just opened my phone as a text from somebody and it was just a picture of his genitalia on the yep. phone. And it was, I've never, that's never happened to me before. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that does happen. As apparently that's, you know. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. Like it's terrifying. A misguided belief that this is this is what women want initially from me. <laughs> this is everything I need to oh. lay on the table before. She's seen everything she needs to know about me. Here yeah. it is. And immediately a hard pass is given. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's going back to the original topic of how to start a conversation. But on mm -hmm. Bumble, it was largely the same way where a lot of the times I'd match with somebody. A lot of the time what I got was, hey, what's up? Or, hey. And I'm like, okay. I see often in guys' profiles they put right in there, especially on Bumble, because on Bumble, the girl has to send the first message. They'll say right in their profile, hey gets hey back. As if to say, if you're not going to come up with something creative, I'm not going to give you anything to work with. And this can often seem daunting, having to come up with something different and interesting to say to each person that you match with. But I'm going to show you that taking your time and putting in the effort is how you're going to have the most success with these apps. So I did an experiment last week when I knew that we were going to be discussing this today because there was one point when I had been using Bumble and again, you have, the girl has to send the first message and I had gotten a bit lazy and I thought that I could send this message to every guy and it would be successful and it had a very limited amount of personalization mm -hmm. and basically the opening line was, hey Jacob, how is your Thursday going? And I thought that that might be like enough personalization. Okay, hear me out though. I thought that was enough personalization that guys would be responding. But when we decided that we were going to do this today, mm -hmm. I decided to test it out before giving that as advice to people to see if it was actually working for me. Mm -hmm. So I downloaded Bumble mm -hmm. and the first 15 people I matched with, I used this line on because I thought that was a pretty good sample size. Mm -hmm. And guess how many people actually responded? Ooh. Hey, Jacob, how's your Thursday going? Five. One. Wow. One out of 15. So that tells me that, you know, people do want you to make an effort. They want the message to be a little bit more personalized than just, hey, what's up? So what can we do to improve our success with opening lines? Personally, what I recommend doing when you first match with somebody is looking through their profile, choosing something about them, and um, then commenting on that specifically. So for example... If they have travel photos, this is a great place to start. That's kind of my go-to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like, wow, that photo is incredible. Where was it taken? And that usually sparks a conversation because everybody loves talking about trips they've been on. But yeah. what I like, okay, with, hin <laughs> <laughs> with Hinge specifically, what I like Never is used that- Hinge. Oh, do you know the concept of Hinge? I have no idea. That hey, was past me. So Yeah, yeah. lucky you. Um, <laughs> the difference with Hinge is you fill out your profile and I think you are required to put in six photos but then there's also three questions that you have to answer. And it's like the beginning of a sentence. So for example, like my Sunday routine includes, and then you fill it in. And I definitely recommend don't just like it because on Hinge, you can either send a like or you can send a message. And I think that if you send a message to somebody, ask them something about the photo or about the question response that they have. I think that's a great way to start up a conversation. So I just want to share something that I actually read on a guy's profile this week on Hinge. He was responding to one of these questions. So the question that he was answering was a random fact that I love and then fill in the blank. Did you know that broccoli is man-made? Were you aware of that? Yes. I, did you know that before reading my notes? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I watch a lot of shows that are <sighs> trivia based. I also watch a lot of Jeopardy. Okay, so you knew that. I was like, I was mind blown by that, and I had to look it up, and I had to figure out if this was true or not, if he was just messing with me, but he wasn't. I, I like, I don't know. I think that answering questions like that, they're interesting. If they're not Jacob and they have the Jeopardy encyclopedia in their brains already and they don't know these things. Yeah. Hey, I... I have another one. Hang on. I have another one. And this was actually, <laughs> this was a friend of mine who did okay. this. So I like gave him kudos after, mm-hmm. but it was a random fact that I love. And it's that Fruit Loops is actually spelled F-R-O-O-T yeah. and not F-R-U-I-T. Did you know that too? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, you would be no fun for Hinge. All right. All right. I pretend. <laughs> So have you had any exceptional opening lines that you would like to mention for us now? Um, it was in quotations and it was like she was, she was narrating doing something by looking at my profile. So it was uh, casually but nervously looks at your profile looking for something interesting to say. That's cute. Yeah, it worked. That's As very a, it, was, cute. it was lame enough that I'm just like, oh, I would have written that too. Yeah. So I wrote something back saying tries to keep cool under pressure knowing that I'm freaking out reading your message like something like that that's cute and like you know it's it, it worked yeah um, did did not go very far no. in terms of the long run um but it was you know it, it worked out pretty well where it was you know I'm gonna read this and then I'm like huh, that's not that's interesting that's different yeah and I was not the person I was not the first one messaging and it was on tinder so it's always yeah you know like I always made the joke that you know if uh, you're a guy on Tinder and someone messages you first. Um, be cautious because something <laughs> something might this, be off with them. Something might be different yeah. in this case. And then eventually, that was always in the beginning because I'd always message people since mm-hmm. I had no real experience with that world at that point. And then I just kind of got used to it as I realized that it was very much getting over that stereotype of the guy having to initiate right. conversation. And then once you get on Bumble, they just completely did away with that completely. You can be a guy and be like, I need more time. She hasn't responded to me. <laughs> oh my God, please extend. <laughs> I feel so special when guys extend it. It uh, makes me feel really special. So I have an example of a time that I used an opening line that was a little bit unique and strange even, and it ended up working out for me. Hey, how's your Thursday going? Ah, no, no, (laughs) I decided to branch out and be a little bit more unique with this one. So I had looked through the guy's profile Mm -hmm. and I decided on the opening line of, wow, those are some incredible eyebrows you've got there. Because the dude actually had very awesome eyebrows. And you know what, we started chatting. No, listen to this though. We started talking (laughs) and we actually ended up meeting up that night we went and we worked out together mm-hmm. and we just, we hit it off and we dated for a couple of months. And he said that that opening line was funny and unique and he appreciated that it was a little bit different and it inspired him to continue the conversation because it seemed like I was, you know, making an effort and not just doing the, Hey, what's up. Okay. I had an opening line that I received a couple months ago and I can say this one on the podcast. Um, so I had actually just gotten back from a trip that I had taken uh, with a group. And when I got back from the trip, somebody said in our group chat, hey, how's the dating going? And I had just received this message and I literally just took a screenshot of it and sent it to them. And this guy had started with, I was feeling very off today, but then you turned me on with like that seductive emoji. That's a pretty epic opening line though. Yeah. On. That's like, uh, I was feeling but... off today, but then you turned me on. I was like, wow. It's pretty rough. There should be a little red button at the bottom of every Tinder profile saying SOS. 
Yeah. I need some help. Well, I don't know if maybe this happened after you got off of the app, so you can report people now. No, that was there. Okay. I just, uh, the I SOS button's easier. Boop. Like if you said that to somebody at a job, to like any woman that you were working with, immediately, oh, yeah. immediately, immediately that HR department and possibly your management would see you to the door. Yeah. Or, and you know, like there's a long list of things that could probably happen as repercussions to you. It's technology. That's what's done this. We were yeah. talking about this last week with the ghosting. People feel empowered by the fact that they can hide behind their phones. Yeah, or just completely disappear because they can block you and then mm -hmm. you just never get That's a response back. It. And if you block them, you won't get any messages so you don't feel guilty. Did you ever get inappropriate messages? I'm sorry, I'm so curious no. if this is just never. See, no. I thought it was just men. It's extremely oh, rare. Oh, you men. You know, you can become very emboldened by being on an electronic yeah, exactly. medium. Yeah, exactly, you're hiding. You know, you don't have to be there to the person. Mind you. Imagine saying that to someone like face-to-face. -face. Uh, some, some of these things that I've had sent to me. There are some people that probably can and do say those things oh, to people's faces. Yeah. Um, but, you know, being emboldened by an electronic medium, like you feel as if there's very few repercussions which is why I think a lot of people get into a lot of trouble Yes. on some of their computers because they think there are no repercussions to those things. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Uh, I can just block you and delete. You after, and then after I've said my various violently aggressive pieces sometimes, which, you know, is probably putting it mildly in some cases. Um, yeah. But, one of the ones that I sent you two days ago, I would call it that if you yeah, recall the one no, I'm I, speaking I to. Remember them almost word for word. They were yes. extremely aggressive. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know. So I actually this week polled my Instagram followers. I put it up in my story and I said, "What's the best line you've ever received?" And I cannot repeat any of them. Yeah, I think, and a lot of the time, most people remember like more odd or obscene things that are probably said. So you know, or you know, one of the extremely aggressive ones that you were telling me about the other Can day. Can I tell you though, someone responded to that poll that I did this week with an opening line mm -hmm. and then he asked me out and I said yes. Wow. Yeah. So we're going out actually tomorrow night. Wow. Yeah. Was he your follower on Instagram already though? We actually met a couple of years ago. Oh, there you he, go. He used to work at the gym that I was training at back then. Oh, that's nice. The message was, it was like a bunch of letters and numbers and it said, that's my Wi-Fi password for when you're over this weekend. Wow. That's yeah. not bad. Pretty good. Wish me luck. Well, uh, you already have it, so uh, you're, you're fine. And I'm inevitably going to hear about it. Oh, inevitably. Like, if, either way. If it's a disaster, I'll hear about it. I remember one time it was so bad that you just called me from a park oh somewhere God. downtown. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. That was, like, one of my top two worst dates of all time. It was really funny. Okay, like, as a side note, we'll go into that. I was downtown at this guy's place, and I was leaving and it was dark outside and I asked him if he could walk me into the subway because I didn't know where I was. And he went, no, he'll be fine. And like kicked me out the door. So I called Jacob and I was like, um, I'm walking down some random street in downtown Toronto. I don't know where I am. If I get mugged, if I get attacked, I need someone on the phone with me. And it was Jacob. And I told him the whole story of the entire date, which was much worse than just that. I muted myself at one point because I was laughing too much. Yeah, it was, it was a bad it was one. It pretty funny. So... I think that stats are fascinating, especially ones related to dating. And when we decided on this topic, I started digging around the internet a bit to see if I could figure out why so many of these conversations that you start with people just go absolutely nowhere, like the majority mm. of them. So I found a 2018 survey of over 3000 millennials currently using dating apps, specifically, yeah. specifically the swiping apps. 
And the survey found that more than 44% of these individuals were only using dating apps for confidence boosting procrastination. So basically mm -hmm. just to pass the time and to feel better about themselves. So I thought that this was interesting because right off the bat for people that are trying to actually form connections on these dating apps, it tells them that like almost half of the people that you match with have no interest in that. So yeah. yeah, so when they're not I responding, when they're not trying to further the conversation that you shouldn't be offended by this or think that it's anything that you're doing, like they're just there for validation <laughs> on their photos, really. Mm. It's, it's the other problem of dating apps is they become extremely addictive after a while because you do want to get it's like, crazy. Yeah, it does feel like likes. an addiction. Yeah, because you want to get likes from somebody else. Um, Validation. Oh, super likes from some people, even though nobody super liked anybody because it was creepy. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. You feel so special when you get them because you know that when you send them, you feel like a huge creep. Yeah. So I never send them, even though sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of want to. Yeah, I, I use mine all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> Once a day. Yeah, I just. Went, Shooting to the top like, of the list. And I'm like, yeah, this person. And then go by and like, no, I should use it on this person. Damn. <sighs> Regrets. So, but yeah, no, it's it's that thing where you just keep going. You want the validation. And you know, for men, it's obviously limited on the Tinder app where mm -hmm. you know you hit your cap because otherwise, you know, they'd like everybody. So, do you have anything that you found that worked well to further the conversation if you felt like it was going well? Because I found that, like you said, so often the conversation just dies. Or I also find that the conversations on dating apps never continue into the next day. Like if you go to sleep at night and you haven't moved off of the app, you're never going to hear from the person again. Yeah, I uh, I was a bit of the opposite in that regard. I tended to stay on the app for a while because I never wanted to presume. I'm like, hey, we should totally move this to texting. That's probably got something to do with my personality where yeah. I'm always slow to things. I, I always respond to somebody and whatever they might be saying, but I'd always kind of finish it with an additional message that essentially had a question in it. Yeah, so exactly. They had to respond to what I said, but then also answer the question. And you can respond to that. And based off of what they just said, they might have given an option for another question mm -hmm. or something else in their bio, unless their bio was an emoticon, which or emoji, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Which leaves you nothing <laughs> to work with. You're like, cool, you have... Um, somebody swimming and a sun and I'm guessing you like tropical thing. I don't know. Do you like some like, you know what? I want to do a whole episode. Actually, I've been planning this one out on what to put in a dating profile because as I was getting ready for this one, I was thinking about advice that I could give on how to have good conversations back and forth, like pick something yeah. that, in their profile that you can talk about. And I find that in so many profiles that guys have, they give you nothing like there's they a, have no variety. It's like, it's like six different car selfies, like just That's like different, different times of day sitting in the car. Like why do men do this? And well, they're well, making a mistake. And I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Okay. You need to have a picture of you and a dog. Hopefully That's dog. literally all you need guys put a picture of you and a dog in your profile. And I swear to God, that girl is going to send you a message. She's going to tell you how cute your dog is. Yep. And there you go. It's like the easiest thing to comment on. So I find when I'm using dating apps that often people will say things that just end the conversation right there, such as LOL and nothing else as their response, That's like so without dumb. asking any further questions. Yeah. And I find that this happens all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, my advice, if you're trying to keep the conversation going, like Jacob said, is don't say things that just end the conversation right there. Keep asking questions, keep seeming interested because it's weak form. It right? is weak form, but you know, it's, it happens all the time. Because, because, well, I, and I look at it this way and I approach everything and I think you do as well, which is, you know, when I'm texting or sending a message, 
whether it's an app or just you know texting with somebody, I tend to text as if I talk. And at no point in time have I ever had a conversation with somebody in my life, just 28 <laughs> years now. Just stop. But I never just had a conversation with somebody who said, and then they made a joke, and you're like, ha ha, and then walked the hell away. <laughs> like that doesn't happen. It just doesn't. You usually say, you laugh and say, that's pretty funny. And your conversation continues. It might logically end after that saying, well, I got to go. I'll see you later. But, you know, at least you give some kind of sign off. Nobody just goes, LOL. <laughs> and walks away. And walks and then just slowly closes out of the conversation. <laughs> Instead of being a normal, you know, decent human being and like unmatching, like maybe an hour or two later, just so that way you, yeah, like, you, know you just it's leave over. the conversation yeah. open. So, so you're, you're like, like, um, hello, hey, yeah. hey. scream into the void. Is there anything that, after are you that LOL? There? Or, you know, they go, cool. Or yeah, or I hate that. my favorite one, and a friend of mine did this for a long time, and I just hated it. It was always M, mm, which was M H H M. I'm like, don't do that to me. I don't deserve this. No. Our conversation's not over. Yeah. So okay, cool. the advice, the advice is, I think what we could say after that is, pretend you're having the conversation with somebody in real life. You wouldn't give someone a one-word answer and then just stop responding. And if you need things to talk about look through their profile again, see if there is anything else that the other person would be excited to talk about. Okay, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is when the conversation is going well and you would like to maybe meet this person in real life, what is the best way to do this? Like maybe Jacob and I have had different strategies over the years just because of our different personalities, but my strategy and my advice for taking the conversation from an app into meeting in real life is to do it right away. Like I, I'm not shy personally. And because you are doing it you from, don't say. <laughs> because you're doing it from behind a phone that makes it even easier. So I, I do it right away. And I know that like, sometimes there's the, maybe the gender stereotype that the man should ask the woman out. But for me, if the conversation seems to be going well, I ask the person to meet up right away. Um, as I said earlier, usually these conversations on dating apps don't continue the next day. So that day, if I feel like it's going well, I'll say to the guy, I'm really enjoying talking to you. How would you feel about meeting for a coffee this week? And I've yeah. actually had, I'm not, not joking with this, 100% success rate. And I think that the reason for that is because, number one, a coffee is an incredibly low-risk date. Yeah. It's, it's short. You can get a pretty good sense of what the person is like in person from you know just a quick interaction are they like they seemed when you were texting them mm -hmm. and also there's not a huge financial obligation so it's not like you're saying hey do you want to go for dinner and then there's an expectation that one of you has to pay for the other one so i think a coffee date or a drink i'm not much of a drinker but a coffee date or a drink just ask them right away that first day even when you're talking mm -hmm. and i like i said i've had 100 percent success with that one and i think that guys maybe appreciate that someone else, maybe not even guys, but just people in general would appreciate that the other person was taking charge of the situation mm -hmm. and it takes the pressure off of them to do so. So if you've been talking to a girl and that day mm -hmm. she said to you, hey, would you like to meet up for a coffee this week? Would you have said yes to that? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I usually had a very similar strategy, which was aim for something inconspicuous and you know, coffee is a good option. A drink is a good option. And then sometimes things hit off very well. And you continue and, on the date yeah. sometimes too. And things go where they might, whatever obviously the preference and consent of the two people is. However, you know, sometimes they don't and you can say this was really nice uh, and have a great night and I'll talk to you later. It can be tough, but always starting with something a bit casual like yeah. that lets you get a good grip 
on what the other person is yeah, like. Yeah, and I've had dates before where you start for coffee and say you go in the middle of the afternoon and then neither of you is doing anything after. And mm -hmm. it just continues like, oh, you hungry? Do you want to grab something to eat? And it just kind of continues on. Yeah, sometimes things can last for like you. Yeah, we'll I've been on and... some very long dates before yeah. that started with coffee. Yeah, and I had a couple of those in university and mm -hmm. it was just kind of organically went from there and I'm yeah. like, oh God, it's been four and a half hours. Yep, that definitely does happen. Um, and I know that some people might be nervous to put themselves out there and ask for this coffee date right off the bat because there is the risk of getting rejected. And if you're a shy person, this could be even more challenging. But with the nature of dating apps, there are hundreds more people out there that you can swipe through right now and try again if it doesn't work out. And because you're sending these messages from behind a screen, it's just easier than if you were in person. And it's the nice, it's the one nice thing about dating apps is some people do have a certain amount of social anxiety yes. that does play into these things. Mm -hmm. And being able to not see the person does give them that type of confidence to actually have that conversation and build up a bit of a rapport. So when you meet in person, you don't feel as anxious which is, you know, a lot of the time it's what I'd like to do. Yeah, for sure. Being able to get to know someone at least a little bit from behind a cell phone before going on a date with them would definitely be an advantage for someone who's a bit more apprehensive or nervous about meeting a complete stranger. I can definitely see how that would make you feel more comfortable. Uh, but for me, <laughs> I just want to meet the person as soon as possible to see if we click, to figure out if there is any chemistry there. But everyone is different. That's just what has worked for me. So to wrap this episode up after what we have discussed today, what would be your main takeaways for those who are looking to have more meaningful conversations on dating apps? So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where how would you treat a person in real life? How would you talk to a person in real life? Yeah. You know, how would you continue a conversation in real life? How would you leave a conversation in real life? You yeah. Know, it, these things, for whatever reason, we've gotten to the habit of creating an online or electronic persona and then an in-person persona, which is, you know, ties in again to the idea of meeting this person in real life and mm -hmm. having them possibly not translate between the two. You know, you could have a person who's rather meek and mild in real life and then get onto an electronic meeting and be extremely aggressive. Yeah. It, you know, it can happen. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like at the end of the day, my always recommendation is approach everything as if the person is real, because I think sometimes people forget that there is yeah. a person with legitimate feelings. And, you know, this is not to say that I wasn't guilty of a lot of these um, dumb things as well. Ghosting, unfortunately, I can confirm I did that once or twice. And looking back, I'm like, that's not cool yeah. at all, because that can really affect somebody. And trying to remember that the other person is involved in this and they might have feelings towards you or they might be interested in where the conversation is going and they might be interested to see where this is going and not you know seeing that and treating them as an individual um, who deserves that kind of respect can be really problematic and it's something that i i don't have a lot of regrets in my life but that's definitely one of the yeah. few that i have regrets about where it's just not always remembering that and always proceeding forward with that yeah i think that's some great advice some very excellent wisdom my only good advice will ever give that's <laughs> fine so I think that so much of your success on dating apps depends on the mindset of the two individuals having the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're both invested in the process, it's going to work out a lot better. Um, unfortunately, you can't control the person on the other end of it. You can only control yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking to meet someone, you can't do what I did on Bumble and give these lazy opening lines. Uh, you have to actually try. And um, like Jacob said, just keep in mind that there's a real person on the other end of that. Mm -hmm. and uh, just have a conversation like you were in real life with them. Hey, at the end of the day, just think about it like this. If someone is talking to you 
are you going to remember the person who says something interesting to you? Or are you going to remember the person who comes up to you and says, hey, how's your Thursday going? I feel like that line's really being dissed. It kind of is because, you know, it's the, the person it who says, lame. hey, how was your vacation? Or how's your Thursday, how's your Thursday going? Yeah. No, no, I agree. So yeah, make your first line interesting. Look through their profile, pick something specific to comment on, make yourself stand out because like Jacob's been saying, you remember the things that are interesting and noteworthy. You don't remember the things that were dull. Um, it sounds are, so simple, but like, I feel like people need to hear this. It's a simple thing to listen to and hear, but is a difficult thing to master. Yeah. Like all so. good things in life, mm -hmm. you have to put effort. Into you them. do. You do indeed. So hopefully Jacob and I have given you some good advice today that you could put into practice when using dating apps going forward. I won't say good, but we've given you some useful. mediocre advice today. Mediocre is good. <laughs> hopefully you can put some of this into practice. Um, and please reach out to me and let me know how it goes if you do try them out. So Jacob, thank you very much for coming in and talking with me today. It was my pleasure. I appreciate it. And um, if you have any suggestions or any feedback for me, I am at Erica with a C underscore Donner, like the reindeer on Instagram. So you can slide into my DMs and let me know uh, if you've got any feedback. And thank you all for listening to this episode today of How Not to Date and good luck out there. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.